Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good Friday afternoon. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us on this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons. Family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. And uh, really no reason Colin's a sports doctor. Just wanted to throw out a different intro today. It's been a while since we heard that. It has. It has. And last night we were on hand to call the 10- to 12-year-old West Virginia Little League state championship between Hurricane and Bridgeport. And, Nick, it was a great game from the start. And I believe, what, 18 strikeouts combined between the two pitchers? Yeah, yeah. you know, both pitchers had the ball rolling, and that's really what you would expect out of a state championship game. Uh, the intensity is high, so the batters might feel a little bit of pressure, and obviously the pitchers do too. But uh, for those kids to go out there and execute like they did was very impressive. Bronson Eskew uh, for Hurricane on the mound, and then uh, Aiden Dunn, who ended up being our player of the game for Bridgeport. Um, he was very impressive with not only his ability to pitch well, uh, but his ability to come through with some hits and uh, score a run and drive in a run in that game. So, um, you know, very impressive win for a very good Bridgeport team who pretty much rolled through the entire tournament with uh, little competition until they reached uh, the state championship. Hurricane put together a great effort and it was a great ball game. Uh, but Bridgeport was able to prevail, and we'll see how they're able to do uh, down there at the regional tournament. And like we said, you know, trying to be the first team to represent uh, at Williamsport after winning the Southeast um, region. So, yeah, and that regional set for August fourth to ninth down at War- in Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, Southeast region serves Alabama, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Virginia. I'm trying to see if they potentially have a bracket. Not sure if uh, other uh, states have finished their state tournaments or not. It it doesn't appear. Oh, I guess it doesn't matter because they already have uh, some of these done. It doesn't give me an exact date, though. It's weird. Hmm. Um, Oh, no, the bracket's here. All right. So, this West Virginia team there from Bridgeport looking to play Thursday, August 4th, uh, 4 p.m. on ESPN Plus against Georgia. Uh, North Carolina versus Virginia, Tennessee versus Alabama, and South Carolina versus Florida. Uh, there is a double elimination side to that bracket, though. Yeah, but they always, it seems like, get put against those tough southern states that always get to play year-round i know it's because it's the southeast but georgia always brings a good team to the region so bridgeport will have a uh, challenge right off the bat there in that bracket part of me wishes that they were in the uh, mid-atlantic just to see if that would help out the cause of uh playing competition like uh maryland and delaware and all them to see if west virginia would ever be represented in the little league world series but in the southeast as nick said it hasn't yet and 
with all those teams from the south that get to play year-round, it's tough. Yeah, so if West Virginia were to move on, uh, they would play the winner of North Carolina versus Virginia, uh, which uh, I believe last year, I think they played Tennessee twice and lost. They did play Virginia. I'm trying to think back of what yeah, the Jefferson remember, I think squad they did. beat Virginia, and I think it was either they lost to Tennessee and I th- think for some reason one of the Carolinas I can't remember which one but you'd have to uh, double check on that so but hopefully they do well wish them the best there in Bridgeport and uh, as you guys said it was a great game last night I was saying beforehand on the uh, show yesterday that I thought it was going to be a another high scoring affair for Bridgeport because of the fact that they had mercy ruled uh, their opponents in every single game but Hurricanes pitching uh, really made that a challenge. And like Spencer said, it really came down to mistakes that were made eventually by uh, one of the teams. And that's exactly what it was. Hurricane, unfortunately for them, made too many mistakes. And it was Bridgeport that uh, was able to take advantage of that and win. Yeah, well, like I had said in the beginning of the game, because Nick and I did three innings of play-by-play each. He started. And uh, so I was uh, being the analyst, I guess, for the first half of the ball game. And I said, I think this ball game is going to come down uh, to a mistake potentially. Just This was after the first two innings where it just seemed like or maybe one and a half innings where it just seemed like everything was just going really, really fast and everybody was just being set down and there was a lot of strikeouts or a lot of first pitch swinging. And I was like, this this game's got to come down to a mistake by one team. And we saw that drop third strike uh, for the strikeout and advancing to first and then all the way around to score on a wild pitch or no, on an RBI single. Yep. Uh, that was, you know, essentially what started it all and i mean you know you're able to get something going then you know you can get into the mind of the pitcher and that can cause some some things to happen and that's kind of what happened i got nothing else on it uh want to move on then to the other yeah, local we'll, teams that we we'll had or step aside for, for a quick break and on the side of that break we'll be joined by berkeley post 14 hornets manager trip tobin victorious last night that means they're moving on to morgantown but that'll do it for this first segment of the sports mix Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, Trip Tobin, Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager, joins us once again to talk about another victory. This victory puts them into the state tournament. After this two-minute break, you're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Sweetnick for Zellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here as we'll talk uh, American Legion baseball. Berkeley post 14 Hornets get the 8-2 victory over Potomac Valley post 64, sweeping the best of three series. And uh, because of the way this tournament was set up, Peel Faulkner hosted the tournament. But uh, yesterday, the Hornets were the away team. Well, now welcome to the program manager trip tobin unfortunately again not able to make it there but uh your team took care of business trip yeah they're they're hitting the ball pretty well right now seeing the baseball well unselfish at bats and uh you took advantage of some free bases and uh, ran the bases pretty well able to uh put a run up here and there no real big innings just uh just did try not to leave base runners on and scoring position and I think we scored one here and two there and one here and just continued to build on it. But um, 
So, yeah, it was a little different game than the day before as far as, you know, no big innings. But uh, those guys, did, our guys did scratch out uh, some hits with base, with base runners in uh, scoring position and tried to win each inning. And you had Braden Stoudemire on the mound for you. He was able to work himself out of some tough situations there in the first. I think I saw via Game Changer. He had he had walked the bases loaded, I think. And, uh, you know, few too many walks in the game, but he came out, you know, pretty much unscathed, only giving up two runs on the day. But seven walks, you know, not what you necessarily want, but able to get out of those innings just shows the kind of player he is. Yeah, he gutted it out. I mean, it's a little bit deceiving. Um, because a couple of times we pitched around a few of their hitters, so we unintentionally, intentionally walked, uh, you know, Mallow a couple of times because we knew that what he could do with the bat. So, you know, a couple of those walks weren't uh, necessarily his on, on him, but more of a coaching decision. So, the stats uh, show seven walks, but a few of those, I think, at least two, maybe three of those were situational walks um, where we didn't necessarily put the guy on base, but we certainly didn't throw the ball directly across the plate. And then, uh, of course, a couple of those, the first inning were on him, you know, just trying to find, uh, settle in with the home plate umpire, find the strike zone. And, uh, you know, he, he had good mound composure. And um, we never, you know, we had warmed up Trevor Bohr uh, a few times, you know, to come in for long relief. And we had Jason Myers there and uh, Baden Hartman you know, to just uh, get us through that. So we had plenty of pitching on the, you know, on on the uh, bench. Um, but um, he never, you know, he never once, uh, he was a pitch away a few times, but he gutted it out, gutty performance. I uh, can't say enough about his mound composure yesterday and the defense, you know, found a couple, uh, a double play there that got him out. And then, uh, you know, we just played really well in the field. But our pitchers both, uh, pitched eliminate. You know, this is elimination baseball, and it's a little different on your on your nerves. And they uh, they gutted it out, and our team got got uh, got behind them and played defense and scored some runs, gave them some confidence, and they just played really good baseball. Trip, you mentioned I think it was yesterday on the show that uh, Jack Risenweber had returned early from vacation to uh, help you guys out and be the leader on this team for this series, and uh, he hit a home run yesterday. Um, what has he kind of meant to the team being one of the older guys and already, you know, playing college baseball and having that experience. And a lot of the guys on this team are obviously using uh, this as a way to hopefully get to the next level as well. Of course, he comes in with a lot of leadership uh, qualities. He's loud, you know, in the dugout, he's, uh, he's never negative. You know, he's not ever on any of the players, you know, he doesn't have a, a negative thing about him in the, in the dugout. So, I mean, sometimes you get players come back with that, and, they, you know, he's, you know, possibly playing down a bit. And, um, you know, so that could frustrate you. But uh, he's been a great leader to these guys. Him and Camion both are just great teammates, never never negative thing out of their mouth, always, um, you know, always coaching and, and, and cheering and uh and just leading with with the bat and the glove, and uh, just just leading by example, I guess you could say. And also, you know, Jack and Camium both have been hitting the ball really well. Jack's especially uh, this particular last two games have been a really he's been a really tough out. Even um even one of his at bats, uh, you know, where it says he flew out the center was just an absolute. Uh, he just caught caught a barrel there. It was an absolute missile. It just didn't fall in for him. It was just bad luck. But he could easily have had a, another double last night. So you know he's just been uh, 
it's just been really good to have him back. And I think him coming back shows the team that, you know what, we're going to do this. You know, it's, it's for real, and, and we're going to give it all we got. So um, I, I just think it's a wonderful thing to have him, you know, involved. And, yeah, I just can't say enough about, you know, what, his dedication to the team. Trip, I can't remember if it was uh, said by me on yesterday's show or earlier in the week uh, about your team being uh, resilient and finding ways to win, getting out of jams, for example, there in the first inning, bases loaded, nobody out for Potomac Valley, and you guys were able to make sure that nobody crossed the plate. But uh, I want to hear, I guess, a word other than resiliency that you would use to uh, best define your team here this season. Well, they persevere, you know. They've been up against adversity uh, with, the, with the schedule that we've had. And, um, you know, they, they just uh, – they're gutsy. And, um, and, and and there's a lot of replaceable parts. Like I've said before, there's guys that are right there, and they're great teammates. And I, I just think that, you know, that they just understand their roles and what they have to do to win as a team. And they're becoming, you know, quite the family of, of um, you know, have each other's backs so you know they they just find ways to win that they are you know we got the long ball yesterday but you know if you look at our stats we're not really a home run hitting team so i think when you know when you look at that team you know as a whole uh they're just they're just a a gritty bunch you know And, and and they have fun at the same time you know they they just um they they just get it done one way or the other, and you know they they frustrate me sometimes, you know when they play down, you know to their uh, when they when we're playing a team that's that's certainly not as good as us uh, talent wise, and they kind of play down, but but they're enjoying it and they're enjoying one another, and uh, you know and, and they they will come to play when uh, I really believe that they're going to lay it all on the line down there and, and give you you know and, and make this area proud and and, and gut it out. Um, and, you know, in the heat of the summer, don't have your best stuff. You know, you get uh, a, a bad call maybe by, you know, a, a controversial call maybe a, on a ball strike that strikes you out and frustrates you for a moment. But they bounce back, you know, quickly, and they get after it. Uh, you heard Riley Bubb in the newspaper a couple weeks ago say, you know, I made the error. I get something value to give them the lead, and I had to, you know, I felt it was my job to – up there and have a great at bat and try to get us to lead back with runners in scoring positions. That's what he did. So they're understanding that baseball is a game of failure and, you know, you get second chances. And uh, and, and when they get that second chance and, and when they fail, you know, that they understand it try to turn it into a positive. And looking at your team right now, they move, you guys move on to the state tournament up next week in Morgantown. Uh, did see Morgantown Post 2 is also qualified for the state tournament. They were going to go anyway because of hosting the tournament, and they beat Bridgeport yesterday. Bridgeport Post 68 in the tournament now, along with Buchanan Post 7. Do you know other teams are in there and uh, who you'll be playing? Um, well, we, we get the winner of tonight's game up in Area 1, which would be uh, Parkersburg and Wheeling. Parkersburg has no losses. Wheeling has one loss, uh, a one-run loss to Parkersburg. So Wheeling would have to beat Parkersburg twice to advance, uh, and both those games should be tonight. So we should know our opponent by the end of the night. And um, Bridgeport will play the winner of the South Charleston game tonight, I believe. I'm not sure who they play, but right now South Charleston has no losses. And someone advanced out of the loser's bracket, maybe maybe Charleston. I'm not quite sure. 
But uh, anyway, South Charleston is in the driver's seat, and right now Parkersburg's in the driver's seat. So if they were both to win, it would be a 1 o'clock Tuesday would be post-14 against uh, Parkersburg should they win tonight, or Wheeling if they would win two. Second game would be Bridgeport, and then the South, the Charleston um, representative, you know, possibly South Charleston. Third game is going to be uh, Morgantown against uh, Buckhannon. And uh, looking forward to next week's state tournament, as you just mentioned, uh, if your team's able to get out of there, you won't have to go far for the Mid-Atlantic tournament that will be held, or, or excuse me, at the Mid-Atlantic tournament, the tournament that will be held. It is a Mid-Atlantic, right? The tournament will be held yeah, in Morgantown? Yeah, the Mid-Atlantic Regional to, to – be, uh, I think eight teams there, and one of those teams goes to the World Series. Yep. <laughs> so it won't be far yeah. if you guys were to make it. But uh, what's your what do you what's the pitching situation like? Players like going into next week because the summer's starting to end towards the end of July. Uh, you going to have your full team for the tournament? As far as I know, I mean, you know, um, we've got to get uh, you know, hopefully get Edwards back down there, back in the rotation. He was on vacation this week. Ruest will be back, so they'll both be uh, you know. Arms will be good, but, you know, we have – everybody will be available for Tuesday. Stottlemyre will be there. I mean, Myers, Stevens, Moore, you know, um, Hartman will have to probably do a little bit of football considering he's a quarterback and have a flex day, but hopefully he can get down a couple of days and help out the team. So, you know, we're expecting a full uh, deck, and we're expecting to uh, go down there, and, and our, we want to win four straight games and be the uh, West Virginia representative in the Mid-Atlantic Regional the following week. Trip Tobin, our guest, Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager. Congrats on winning the area and best of luck at State next week. And hopefully, we'll talk to you after a win on, I guess, Tuesday or Wednesday. All right. I want to give a big shout out to Nevin Kilmer for all he did last week with what he had 14, 16 teams in town. And yeah. he, had, he had a lot to do. And those guys out there at the Oatsdale and the rain came. And so I know that it was a, I know it was a rough week. And he's probably home asleep right now or sleeping on the job so i just want to give him a big shout out and all the guys over at the at the uh, district six and all they did all right trip thanks for the time we'll talk soon all right thanks trip tobin berkeley post 14 hornets manager and they're headed to the states being the area four i believe the area four champions uh, but next week at States uh, should be a good tournament as they they were able to see Morgantown who's made it. Uh, they've not been able to see those other two teams I mentioned. And then at Wheeling, I believe, they beat Wheeling as well. Yep. So, oh, uh, Mike Toro. Yeah, I thought I'd turn them back on. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store. Any longer, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Go to Orsinis.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we're going to talk with a member of Best Virginia. We talked yesterday with John Elmore. I've heard that with the Charleston Regional coming up on Sunday. We'll now talk with Kevin Jones of the Best Virginia. He'll be on next to talk about how Best Virginia is getting ready for the Charleston Regional after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Take it away, Philip to Jones for the win! It's over! (laughs) 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 here in Martinsburg. As right there, you heard Kevin Jones last year getting the win over Woco Showtime on the, uh, I guess it was last minute, it was over the Elam ending, I believe. It pushed him over to the win in the Elam ending. We're now joined on the phone by KJ Kevin Jones for Best Virginia. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We're doing great up here in Martinsburg as uh, West Virginia again is hosting the regional down in Charleston. And it seems like uh, West Virginia, Charleston, West Virginia specifically and the TBT have such a great relationship back to back years now hosting the regional. You you guys at Best Virginia, along with heard that sharing as the uh, host teams. Uh, what does that mean for the state of West Virginia? Uh, it means a lot that they would think of us to be one of the uh, one of the regional hosts. I think we've done a great job in the tournament so far, and then also our fan base just always showing up for all the games. I, I felt like it was a no-brainer to have us, you know, hosted along with Marshall, who's also done great as well in the tournament. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Kevin, this is Nick Verzellini. Um, your team consists of mainly West Virginia alums, but what can you tell uh, West Virginia fans about some of the other guys on the squad that are uh, either – from smaller schools in the state or, or just not from the state at all, but representing on the team? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we had Jamel last year, so I'm sure the fans are familiar with him. He did a great job for us coming out of uh, Fairmont State. But this year we added Tanner McGrew, who's actually a WVU native from Buchanan. Um, yeah, so a uh, WV native, not WVU native, my bad. Uh, he, he's going to do a great job for us as well. He's played very high-level basketball. Um, whether it be summer league, whether it be training camp, whatever. And um, I, I think he's going to be a big addition for us. And then also we have D'Angelo Hunter and Jermaine Haley as well. We're going to be new additions to the team that I also think are do-it-all guys. They can do a little bit of everything. So I think they're going to help us out on both ends as well. Kevin Colin here. Thank you for joining us here on the show this afternoon. You guys get to be the number one seed in the region, taking on Virginia Dream to start it off. Uh, what is the hope here being that one seed, and uh, how's the team looking practice-wise? I mean, we're ready. We started practice uh, this past Kevin, it uh, looks like you cut out on us there. If you can see if you can move back to uh, the spot that you were at Hello? if you're moving around. Hello, you yeah, we got Hello, you. We got you now, Kevin. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, drive- I'm actually driving up to Charleston right now. Um, but I was saying that I think we're ready. We, we had a couple of great days to prepare, and uh, we're not looking past anybody. Virginia Dream is in the tournament for a reason, and we're going to take them very seriously. And uh, hopefully you just come out with a lot of intensity. And, yeah, it should be a good game. Hopefully not, though. Hopefully we win by a lot. (laughs) You guys able to get to the regional semifinal last year before falling to Team 23. They came out of the Charleston region last year. But your second-round matchup could be an intriguing one to the state of West Virginia. Uh, That being against Heard that if both teams were to win in the first round, how much would that mean to the the state of West Virginia? Because you guys have never been able to meet up in this uh, tournament yet. How much would that mean for the state? Yeah, we had a chance uh, last year, but that wasn't able to happen. And again, like I said, we're not looking past anybody. So Virginia Dream, that's our first goal. And I know everybody, that's a highly anticipated matchup between both of us. And if we both get past our opponent, then uh, we'd be looking forward to it. But like I said, right now, our, our focus is on Virginia Dream and, and taking care of that first. Kevin, uh, for you personally, since your time at WVU, you've 
spent some time in the G League, spent a little bit of time in the NBA as well and, and overseas. Uh, how's your most recent career been going basketball-wise, and uh, what are you hoping, I guess, that this tournament can do for your career? It's been going well. I've been in Japan the last couple of years. I've been playing. I've been fortunate to play with some very good teams out there, and uh, just I, I love it out there. I'm probably going to spend the rest of my career if I can. Um, and for as far as this tournament, I don't look at it from the standpoint of doing anything for my career. I just love the camaraderie, being back with my guys, all my uh, all the guys that I played with before, and some of the guys I haven't got a chance to play with, and putting on for the state. That's that's my most concern when I when uh, the TBT was announced and everything and being on the team. So I, I really don't look at it as like a career boost or anything. It's more fun for me. Getting to be around the guys there from the uh, Final Four team back in uh, 2010 now on this team here, what are some of the uh, memories that you guys still always talk about and share with one another? Obviously the, the Big East Championship and then also the Final Four run. And we always talk about a whole bunch of stuff, whether it be inside jokes, you know, things that happen in the locker room nobody else knows about. It's always a good time when, we, uh, when we're around each other. And we still have a close relationship to this day. And we'll still always be brothers. Follow-up, uh, just continuing with the TBT, we uh, talked with uh, John Elmore yesterday from Heard That, and uh, he said that Ott was going to be their representative for the uh, three-point contest coming up to start the region. Who's going to be uh, representing Best Virginia in that this year? Kevin, you there? I'm going to keep that on the hush until it actually gets announced, but it'll be... We'll, we'll have somebody out there. and uh, it, might, it might be a surprise to some people, but some people it won't be. But I, I don't want to ruin the surprise if it hasn't been announced yet. All right, Kevin, we're just going to ask you – I'm going to ask you a question about uh, WVU right now. Uh, recently, in the last couple of weeks, you saw a longtime assistant, Eric Martin, get named uh, head coach at South Carolina State. He was there since 2007, so he obviously was there when you guys crossed paths there. Uh, what do you think that means for a guy like Eric Martin to uh, be able to get that head coaching role somewhere else? That's my guy. Well-deserved. Um, I think I know he'll do a great job. He's always wanted that opportunity, and I'm happy that he was able to get it. And I know, like I said, I know he'll do a great job there. Um, he's helped me so much since uh, I was a freshman coming into WVU. He was the one that recruited me. And uh, a lot of things that I've done, I've, you know, I've learned from him, whether it be on the court or off the court stuff. So I'm so very happy for him, and he deserves everything he's getting right now. And uh, Kevin, Javon Carter, part of your guys' team as an assistant coach, obviously he can't play because he's an NBA player, but uh, what has he kind of brought as an assistant coach to the squad? I think obviously he'll bring a great uh, mentality as far as defense is concerned. And then, you know, just having that extra guy there for motivation. And I know the fans will love to see him there as well. We, you know, can't thank him enough for taking time out of his schedule, which I know is pretty busy right now and uh, coming down here and doing it for us and for the fans as well. So we, we're definitely looking forward to having him on the bench. I think it'd be a uh, disjustice to our, our listeners to not ask about uh, what it was like getting uh, to play underneath uh, Bob Huggins during your time at WVU and how much uh, your relationship with him is still around. It was great playing for a Hall of Fame coach. You can't ask for anything more. Uh, he's always been like a mentor to me. Uh, helped me out a lot throughout my career, even in my pro career. He helps guys come back when we uh, when we're in town and 
He lets us use the facility and um, is is always there whenever we need any help or anything. So he's he's been a great guy to this day, and um, thankful to have him have him there and play for him. Best Virginia, the one seed in this weekend's or starts on Sunday. The Charleston Regional, the TBT, facing off against number eight seed Virginia Virginia Dream at seven p.m. on ESPN two. Kevin Jones, our guest. Thanks for the time, Kevin, and best of luck at the tournament. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. As thanking him for coming on and uh, Colin, we got connects now on both teams. Yeah, and hopefully they uh, cross paths so we can uh, have some trash talk going on on the uh, show here next week. Might have to get together and watch. I don't know if that might be uh, too hostile or not between us, but yeah, I'm so looking forward to the TBT. It's always fun to watch, and it's been fun to watch so far if you've been uh, keeping up with the regionals or not. I watched the uh, region final last night there for uh, Xavier and unfortunately they lost but it was a great game nonetheless yeah so this charleston regional again at the charleston coliseum and convention center uh game one sunday at noon uh the two seed bucket bucket nears excuse me i was gonna say bucket tears but it's bucket nears versus number seven seated fully loaded 12 p.m that's on espn three game two woco showtime versus either the three seed versus the six seed war ready which i believe war ready is an auburn alumni team i believe that's correct uh that's at 2 p.m on espn3 as well game three of the day number four heard that versus number five founding fathers so a pre uh sunbelt opener for the marshall team alumni team versus the jmu alumni team set for 5 p.m on espn3 in the nightcap number one best virginia versus number eight virginia dream 7 p.m and that one is on espn2 and then round two set for tuesday uh the uh so again whoever wins the four five will play the one whoever wins the one eight matchup the two seven winner will play the three six winner on tuesday starting at 6 p.m uh and the second game at 8 p.m both games on espn3 and then the regional final the west virginia finals will take place on wednesday at 7 p.m on espn at three as well uh but uh we will believe have uh, an update on the tournament after sunday night's game uh with uh tyler kenny uh, (laughs) i'm just putting all the words nick and i's buddy from college tyler kennett who works for wdtv in the north central west virginia tech think technically is where it is but they cover morgantown they cover the black bears but he's going to be down there at the charleston regional and uh we're looking to have him on monday to recap those two ball games and then uh maybe we have a one of these players uh from the team on after tuesday if both teams make it yeah we'll have to see if uh either team wins the region to get them back on and that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk some baseball as well as some other news coming up. And that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix back in two minutes. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Well, 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue as we get into this final segment of the Sports Mix. This is the first time in a while where we haven't been rushing to get a final segment in. I know. It's crazy. We get to talk now, have some fun. Talk it's because we were we were also a few minutes early on the first segment, ending the first segment. So we got Trip on at exactly twelve fifteen, and then we got uh, KJ on at exactly twelve thirty or twelve thirty one. So uh, you know we were on top of things today. We weren't uh, making the first segment twenty minutes. Let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it going here. Talk some well, we baseball. Really don't have a choice, Colin. Hey, uh, fair enough, Nick. You've got uh, you were digging up a, a fact over there before the break. Didn't get to it because didn't know you were digging up a fact. Uh, what is the talking, the fact? Starting well, trash talk I, I early. Feel kind of bad about bringing it up since we just had Kevin Jones on the show. So I don't want to disrespect the guy. But he's not here now. Just state a fact. You're not disrespecting. <laughs> didn't he follow yeah, us behind on his Twitter? back is what Spencer's saying. Why hey, didn't he follow us on Twitter? I guess, but you're not. You're just stating a fact of that it okay, could be a well, revenge game. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it could be, or it could be a repeat of history. I don't know. But the last time Marshall beat WVU in men's basketball was 2011, and Kevin Jones was a part of that WVU team. There you go. Maybe he's got revenge game on his mind. Well, they got to beat Virginia Dream. That is clearly yeah. They got to beat Virginia Dream, and heard that has to beat Founding Fathers. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like too, and just in general, that everybody in the world, except for Marshall and WVU, want Marshall and WVU to play, because every time they are in any tournament together, whether it be in soccer, you know, basketball, if they were ever to be in a baseball tournament. The regionals are always set up. Marshall WVU second round. Do you notice this? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, yeah. the NCAA tournament for basketball where Marshall fell in the second round to WVU in San Diego uh, in 2018. They put it in a terrible place, but besides that. Uh, then in the uh, NCAA soccer tournament, men's soccer tournament, and then in these last two Charleston regions. Every TBT, they were supposed to play in the first round, then they were set up to play in the championship, and now they're set up to play in the second round. Why don't they just make it the first round? They tried that, but COVID stopped it. That was the COVID year. All right, well, let's get back on track here. Uh, As we get into baseball, baseball returned last night, or I guess yesterday afternoon, had some doubleheaders trying to get some – I think they were postponed games. games. Yes, it was makeup games, Uh, whether that was due to weather or COVID uh, earlier this season. Um, We'll talk now about a, a player for the Mets. He's on his way back. That's Jacob DeGrom, one of the best pitchers in the MLB. Uh, he is nearing his return after throwing 60 pitches in a simulated game. You f- you figure uh, next step is a rehab start. Yeah, and that makes all the minor league teams shake in their boots because we all remember what happened the last time he's done that. I've, him and Scherzer are always lights out in their uh, rehab games. So the Mets, uh, for Mets fans, are obviously happy that he's getting ready to come back. And if signs are good, you'll probably be back uh in about a week or two, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and I'm looking back through this article. DeGrom hasn't pitched in the majors since July 7, 2021. Uh, I totally forgot that he missed the second half of last season with that right uh, forearm tightness and the sprained elbow. Uh, hoping the Mets are still in first. From a personal perspective, from a 
Nationals fan? No, not not that. From a baseball fan, I hope we don't see the same thing that happened uh, with Strasburg. Okay. Coming back after a year off of pitching Mm -hmm. and trying to ramp up real fast in the middle of the season. Um, Hopefully we don't see that. But uh, from uh, Nat's perspective, it doesn't matter. Nat's already out of the, the year. They're they're not really doing anything, so I don't have any care from a Nationals perspective on that. Uh, that's been the one thing that's kind of held Jacob DeGrom back has been the injuries. Yeah. Uh, because And playoff success isn't really there, but uh, they did make the World Series not too long ago, which is kind of forgettable at this point. But, uh, you know, they won. he hasn't been healthy. They didn't win. No, I thought they, they did. lost no. to the Royals. That's true. Yep. But um, what I was going to say was, you know, he's he's been a great pitcher, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So if he can stay healthy with this year's team, the Mets are definitely a scary team, uh, especially for the postseason with those two guys in Scherzer and DeGrom leading the charge. I don't think too many teams can really match that uh, when those guys are pitching at their best. Yeah, I don't know why I had 2015 backwards there thinking that they were the winners, but... All right, the Giants make a signing. They signed Trevor Rosenthal. I thought I didn't know he was still in the big leagues. He hasn't been. That's why it's an interesting move. He hasn't pitched since 2020, so they're uh, going after him. He's had some injuries, uh, but the Giants still feel like he has the arm strength and talent to pitch at a high level, so it's kind of an an interesting move to go after an aging closer that's had some injuries, but... uh, it could be beneficial. You know, he's going on the IL right now. I think he's going to start on the 15-day IL. Uh, so it will be like weeks before they're going to actually get him out there. But uh, they're at least intrigued by the possibility of him potentially adding to their bullpen. Yeah. Uh, and if he can, it's a great move, I think, for the Giants. But it is definitely a, a bold one. It'll be interesting to see if he can pitch because do you know what surgery he had in February of 2020 or no, excuse me, April of 2021? I'm not certain on that. I saw thoracic outlet surgery. Do you know who also had thorotic outlet surgery? Steven Strasburg. Ah. This past off last year. to Steven Strasburg. I was just reading what happened because I, rem- I was going to go back and say uh, Rosenthal signed with the Nationals in what I think 2018 or the end of 2018. So for the 2019 season, and uh, he just completely underperformed. He had an ERA of infinity on April 6th uh, because he walked four batters, giving up three hits and allowing seven earned runs without retiring a batter. Uh, so was- it was actually infinity. That's what or it said. That, that's, that's bad. Uh, How is that possible? I don't know. He was placed on the disabled list with a viral infection. After that injury, he had an ERA of 36 and 7 appearances. After returning from the injured list in June, he struggles continue to walk three batters without recording it out against the Braves on June 22, 2019. And the Nationals released him the following morning. His tenure with Washington ended up with a 22.74 ERA. And uh, he hasn't really been back in the the big leagues, I guess, um, for much. He signed with the Tigers, then he got released, elected free agency after he cleared waivers, after he was designated for assignment. Uh, 2019, he signed a minor league deal with the Yankees. He elected free agency after the 2019 season because he didn't play in the bigs. On the 20 uh, December of 7th of 2019, he uh, signed a minor league deal with the Royals. He has contracts selected right before the season, or I guess right at the end of uh, 
right before everything got shut down because it said his contract was selected on March 25th, 2020. Yeah, that's uh, literally like three or four days before. The, everything kind of shut down there. Uh, in the first 11 games of the Royal, he carried a superb .870 ERA over 10 and one-third innings uh, with 14 strikeouts. Uh, then he got, I guess, released? I don't know exactly how this was. But then he – oh, he got traded to the, the Padres uh, for some guys. He played a little bit there. Then he signed with the uh, the Athletics. And then he – right before opening day or right around opening day is when he uh, had to have surgery. So he's making his push back to the big leagues, a one-year $4.5 million contract. So best of luck to him and hope he can make it back. Uh, let's uh, let's talk some local teams here, regional teams. I guess Nats versus Diamondbacks. Nick has Corbin Revenge Game uh, written on here, but they have not even named their starters for any ESPN of these ESPN had games. Corbin as the starter. Yeah, ESPN had it. Mm. I but saw MLB.com it. doesn't, so. Uh, you're right. There. It is right here. It just popped in because I was in there, right, there two minutes go. ago when we were pulling this up. He's starting tonight. Uh, Anibal Sanchez tomorrow night. Sunday afternoon, Nick's favorite Nationals pitcher, Eric Fetty. Sounds like you might take one of two there, Spencer. I wouldn't have too much confidence in Corbin or Sanchez, but maybe Eric Fetty could get you a win. Maybe so. But Diamondbacks uh, are terrible, so who knows? So maybe you <laughs> they get a sweep. <laughs> All right. What a way to start after the All-Star break. Gives us three some game false hope. I, I hope not. I mean, you should already realize that the season's done being, what, 31 and 63? Yeah, already there. I just If you could sweep this, come out of the break, that's, it'd be interesting to see how Juan Soto uh, comes back after uh, this home run derby victory and to see how long he's on this team. Because uh, yesterday came out, they're already fielding offers. Seven teams have uh, already put in offers, apparently. I saw an Orioles fan make a joke that uh, he's going to Wawa before the uh, game today against the Yankees. going to try to buy a uh, lottery ticket since it's at a $700 million, I believe, for tonight's lottery drawing. And uh, help get Soto to the Orioles if he wins <laughs> with that $700 mil. Well, you know, it's interesting we bring up Soto to the Orioles, and I know it's probably not going to happen but realistically they do have the prospects to make a deal and they don't necessarily have to sign him they could go for a championship in the next two years and just let soda play out his time in baltimore that's what i was happens. i was hearing that yesterday on uh some dc sports talk stations listening to some podcasts and they were talking about you know there could come a point in this trade venture where uh if you can get some decent return then he doesn't even have to sign a new contract with whatever team mm-hmm. trades him for because he'll just go to the open market and after two seasons. So, and then he could go back to Washington and be a win-win for the Nationals. Oh, who knows? He I, could thought get we're, him back I thought we were going to get all Scherzer those prospects. back too, but that didn't that so, didn't happen. It doesn't necessarily have to be to a team that has a bunch of money if you're thinking that you're going to be good in the next two years. But that's kind of the risk you run, or a middle of the pack team that just needs a, a slugger. Yeah. So that'll be I mean, interesting to see how that plays out. I don't know. Orioles-Yankees series starts tonight. Yankees had to play a doubleheader yesterday. How much do you think that uh, hurts them going into this series? I don't know. They lost both against Houston and now have to travel to Baltimore from Houston. So hopefully Orioles can at least win the series. Uh, I was before the show listening to some comments from uh, Aaron Judge talking about how much he likes the uh, – young talent that the Orioles have and you know he's going to be a free agent too next year 
That's unrealistic. Cause they're that not that gonna is pay unrealistic him. because but, he'll probably be getting 500 plus. But uh, in terms of this series, I mean, the Orioles do have their pitching in line, I think, to have some success. Tyler Wells is pitching tonight. He's probably been their best pitcher uh, this season. So, Also, Judge doesn't take want to go to Baltimore because two. he hates the wall. He does hate the wall, but if he like, but if wants to bat left-handed, he could do that. Huh. Then he doesn't have to worry about pulling it to the wall. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight, Wells on the mound for the Orioles. Uh, I mean, there's a wall on right, but it's only 319 down the line. But it's a tall wall. Like Look taller than the wall on left. <laughs> Look at this Saturday. Wall. It's Lyles for the Orioles facing Garrett Cole. Sunday, uh, it is Kramer versus Cortez. And then tonight, I forgot to mention who's on the mound for the Yankees, is Talion. Yes. Talon? Talon. Talon. Uh, but uh, that should former be Former Pirate. Yeah, yes. That should be Two an interesting pirates. series, uh, to yes. say the least. It should be. And I think, you know, the O's are 500 right now, so they'd love to take you know, two or three, I think, but the Yankees have been such a tough team for them, uh, you know, during this rebuild. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of Orioles fans show up. It will be a big crowd, just will will be mostly Yankee fans, which it usually is at Camden Yards, or will the O's fans And it's come a weekend, out. too, so it's scaring me that yeah. it's probably going to be mostly Yankee fans just coming down on the train to yeah. try to take over, but... Yeah, yeah, one so of hopefully the last there's a decent amount summer, of those fans. Really? Exactly. You know, it's a, a lot of people... summer trip that they could make, but as long as the Orioles win, it doesn't matter what fans are there. I guess so, but <laughs> I, I just like to see the it, yeah the good crowds. All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix Up, but we got a little bit, you know, a couple seconds. What are you looking forward to this weekend, Colin? TBT and the Orioles beating the Yankees. What are you looking forward to, Nick? I think you got to agree with Colin. Uh, I'm looking forward to the TBT. I guess just relax a little bit. Going home to help my family pack and ready to get moving. They're moving a little bit in a couple weeks, so I'm helping to do that. But uh, we'll be back on Monday for a fresh batch, a week of shows before we are off a week for the youth fair, and then we'll get back going the week, the second week of August. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Trip Tobin for coming on. Kevin Jones of Best Virginia coming on to talk about the Best Virginia team in the tournament. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Breaks. We'll be back Monday at 12.08 for Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long, and we'll talk to you Monday. Monday.